the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. I am guest host Kurt Schlichter, and you're probably asking yourself, why the hell did Dennis Prager turn his show over to Kurt Schlichter? I am a careening car in the roller derby of Salem Media. And Dennis Prager, the most honorable, the most dignified, the most solemn, the most pious of persons, says, yeah, let's let Schlichter have it for a while. Who is this lunatic, you may ask? Well, you probably heard me guest hosting for Hugh Hewitt. I guest hosted for Seb Gorka recently. I've been here at the KRLA studios, 790 AM, or I'm sorry, 870 AM, um, guest hosting on The Morning Answer several times in the last week, and it has been amazing. And for, and for some reason, Dennis, I, he, he's decided he's going to let me handle his show. It's crazy, but we've got a great show for you, folks. I'm trying to keep within the uh, Dennis Prager guardrails. And you'll notice, if you're watching me on YouTube, and you should be, you can, you can watch me all over the place. Because this is being video cast as well. www.dennisprager.com, www.pragertopia.com, www.prageru.com, all sorts of places to check this insanity out. Now, let me run down my resume. I am the senior columnist at Town Hall. You should be reading my stuff. Today, my column because I write a column every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Today, my column is Wokeness is Poison. So if you're wondering where I stand, folks, that is where I stand. Wokeness is poison. Wokeness is destroying the country I love. It's the country I served for 27 years. I'm a retired United States Army colonel. And though I am a noted Los Angeles trial lawyer, I want to emphasize I was never a judge advocate. I worked in the Chemical Corps in Desert Storm 30 years ago right now. I was commanding a heavily armed car wash. And then I uh, transferred over to the infantry, and I commanded a cavalry battalion, which a squadron, if you want to be technically correct. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I bring all that here, but I also bring the fact that for a short, intense period, I was a stand-up comic. And I, I know that some of my uh, stand-up comic friends, including uh, Derek J., are out there listening right now. Huge fans of Dennis Prager. And I'm a huge fan of Dennis Prager. Meeting Dennis was one of the big bonuses for this whole world that I got sucked into by Andrew Breitbart about nine years ago. I was there minding my own business. Got introduced to Andrew Breitbart. We bonded over 80s music and Mexican food. And uh, I suggested to him that on his new website, Big Hollywood, he he should go and he should have somebody write up something good that Hollywood did. He was doing the Big Hollywood site, and Hollywood did something good 
for once. Hollywood was going to open its Star Trek reboot, the pointless Star Trek reboot, but it's going to open in Kuwait for our soldiers. And I thought that's a good thing. You gotta you gotta praise the good while you dump on the bad. Okay? Praise the good, dump on the bad. So I said, uh, Andrew, you, you gotta get somebody to write this. He goes, Why don't you do it? It's okay. Now I had written before I, I went to UC San Diego. I have many degrees, you know. But you don't have to call me doctor, even though I have a Juris doctor. But my doctorate is a joke doctorate like Jill Biden's. But anyway, I had written uh, humor. I had written for the conservative paper there. I had written those TV trivia questions you used to see in bars in the 90s. Remember them? They'd have them on the screen up there, and you would, you would, you would uh, fight over you know, the trivia questions with the guys you were sharing beer and chicken wings with. I used to write those. Three fifty a pop. Anyway, so I, I took my skills and I wrote for Andrew. And the, the article was, it, it seemed to be well-received. He immediately sends me a writer's packet and says, what are you writing about next? I was sucked in. They keep, I, I, I'm trying to get out, but they kept pulling me back in. And eventually I moved on to townhall.com. And then I started doing radio hits. And then I started guest hosting, particularly here on Salem. You've, like I said, you've heard me on uh, Hugh Hewitt. Another dignified professional guy who, for some reason, allows me to have his show. And Dr. Seb Gorka, a real doctor who deserves respect because he has a real degree. My Juris Doctor, not a real degree. It's a professional degree. I'm, I'm, more, of a, I'm more of a legal craftsman than anything else. Now, we're going to be talking a lot today. We're going to be talking about a lot of things today. I got Harmeet Dillon coming up next segment. Now, Harmeet Dillon is, I would say, probably America's preeminent First Amendment freedom lawyer. She is on my cell phone. When I get referred a case that's in that sphere, many times I, instead of taking it myself, will call Harmeet and say, this is, this is right for you. Now, I have done some of those cases. I was famously, in my own mind, Ben Shapiro's lawyer when Clockboy sued him. We won. Uh, decisively, might I add. In fact, Clockboy is now somewhere in Cutter or something hiding out because he doesn't want to pay his judgments. In any case, we've got we've got some other folks too coming up. You're going to love it. Michael Walsh at the bottom of the hour, close personal friend. His book Last Stands is incredible, and you've got to see it. But I want to hear from you. One eight Prager seven seven six. Now that's one eight seven seven two four three seven 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 six. One eight Prager. 776. I want you to call. I want to talk to you. We're going to, we got a lot, we got a lot of time ahead of us. I'm Kurt Schlichter, guest hosting for Des Prager. Now, it looks like we've got Margaret, appears to be in Chicago. Because my, my monitors are blinking. Margaret, how are you doing today? Something, I want to say something to you. Share with me. I am I'm a human being, okay? I'm a person. 
I have been on lockdown for six months. That's like being in a cage for six months. I looked up the word mandate. It means a command by someone in authority. Who has authority over my soul? Do I? Do you preserve my body and kill my soul, kill what's inside of me? I've seen this mandate. It's destroyed businesses. It's destroyed jobs. So you give us a body. You preserve that and destroy what's great in the American character. I will not permit it. I do not accept this authority any longer. It is not the law. And even then, if it were a bad law, I would not obey it. But well, this is destroying people. Well, I agree, and Margaret. I think it is destroying. And I will not accept it. Well, not I understand, Margaret. I agree with you. Well, you, is, you, but, but, but Margaret, let, let me, let me, let me, let me ask you something, Margaret. How has this changed your life? In my life, I have not been able to go out. I have not. It's like being in a cage. And I have seen in my own city, in Chicago, they do not, they do not obey the directives that they give to us. We are then what? They're slaves? They're servants? Well, Margaret, let me ask you a question. They do not, they Mar- do not Mar- Margaret, they're not my representative. Margaret, let me let me ask you a question. Why don't you just go out? Because that's what I'm doing now. I have had COVID. My my body surges with antibodies. I have beaten this puny virus. But mm-hmm. I, even before that, I went out. I lived my life. What's keeping yeah. you from living yours, other than maybe dining in? I uh, I will no longer accept this authority. It is a mandate. It's a directive. It's a directive. It's a command from authority. By what authority do you take my soul? Well, that's a great question. Thank you, Margaret. I appreciate your call. One eight Prager seven seven six. That's one eight seven seven two four three seven seven six. Give me a call. I want to hear from you. There's a lot of anger out there, folks. There's a lot of despair. I drove from the South Bay of Los Angeles up to Glendale, where 870 AM, the answer studios are. And everybody knows that's, that's in Los Angeles, that's a long way. It took me 35 minutes. And if you know Los Angeles, you're saying, what the hell? 35 minutes. That's how few people are on the street. Yes, it's that weird week. And it's really weird because I'm Kurt Schlichter and I'm guest hosting for Dennis Prager. Stick around for Harmeet Dillon. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first, but because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks... I found that I could climb stairs pain-free, but it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. 
I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800 583 and if you want a real degree, a real doctorate, not a Jill Biden doctorate, hit PragerU. Oh, you don't get a diploma, folks. You just get knowledge. You get truth. That's what Dennis Prager delivers. And for some reason, Dennis Prager decided to take a tangent and instead invite me to guest host. I'm Kurt Schlichter. You may know me from townhall.com, where I'm a senior columnist, retired Army colonel, noted trial lawyer, author of the conservative action novel, Crisis. But let's shift back to my lawyer side. Now, I defend clients. I represent people who've been wronged. But when I find a case that involves freedom, when I find a case where the stakes are high, I go to my cell phone and I dial Harmeet Dillon's number. Harmeet Dillon, perhaps America's greatest pro-freedom lawyer, and she's with us today. Good morning, Harmeet. Uh, good morning, Kurt. Happy to be here. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you for joining us today. Now, like uh, like me, you were involved in fighting for the president. I went to uh, Nevada at the invitation of Rick Grinnell to help with the legal effort there. I ended up with COVID. Um, and, and you've been fighting, too. Uh, let me give you my assessment of where we stand, and then I'd like to hear yours. I think the president has... Uh, very few effective legal options left. I think that the most likely result, and you know, I won't say it's certain because it is 2020 and we are talking about Donald Trump, who's kind of a miracle worker. I think uh, President uh, Asterisk uh, will be inaugurated on January 21st. Where do you see the facts as they are on the ground right now? Yeah, I think that's right. I think that there have been many valiant legal efforts fought yep. um, both before and after the election by some great lawyers and, you know, a few by some not-so-great lawyers. And the net result is that they were not successful. Um, you know, one of the unique things about election law is you know, courts are very leery of changing the results of what looks to be the results of an election after the fact. So that's an uphill battle to start with. And, frankly, the left has had a sort of year-round, 24-7 effort of filing ridiculous lawsuits uh, for many years now, and they have successfully shifted the playing field well before, the, you know, this year. And so these are some factors that are have been stacked against us. It's not something that we can't change in future years, but uh, changing the results of this election through the courts um is not going to happen, in my opinion. I think you're. I think you're absolutely correct, Harmeet Dillon. And there are going to be a lot of people listening to the Dennis Prager show who are very disappointed to hear that there are two lawyers whose dedication to the conservative cause can't be reasonably questioned by any sane person, and we're giving them a hard truth. One of the big jobs of a lawyer is to tell people, "Hey, there's no Kraken. Kraken's not going to save you." You know, that's so right, and you and I have to do that every day in our yep. regular practice in less 
lofty and less, uh, some would say consequential issues. The consequential for a client, but it's your job as a lawyer to tell the client, uh, this is the lay of the land. And, you know, sometimes you can say, yes, there's a 5% chance and we could win it and you have to pay X and you may lose. Or sometimes you have to say, there's no chance of that argument winning with your standing, with your circumstances, with the injury that you suffered. The courts don't recognize it. The courts may have even blatantly shut it down. And, you know, not telling your client that is, is frankly cowardly. And so, and, and the client doesn't like to hear it, but that, that's the honest and the necessary thing to do. And the other thing I want to point out about this is that in the world of civil rights litigation, which much of the selection law stuff overlaps, uh, First Amendment issues or the right to vote or the elect, you know, the elections at, uh, clause in the United States Constitution, bringing lawsuits that are plainly unsupported by the law or un- likely to fail spectacularly is is worse than not bringing a lawsuit at all. Um, you know, I, I consider there to be almost a Hippocratic oath among civil rights lawyers that you should do no harm, not just to your own situation and your client's situation, but to future situations. And so if you bring, for example, lawsuits that don't have the correct standing, uh, i.e. the right party making the filing, um, you can sort of permanently shut the door to future potential uh, challenges from your side. And so I've seen some of that happen in this uh, last election cycle as well, very unfortunately. So uh, this is not giving up to those people who are listening. You know, you have to deal with the hand that you've been dealt and do your best with it. And I know the president did, the president's lawyers did, uh, the patriots who supported him did. And sometimes, you know, there's a there's live to fight another day, and that's, I think, where we are right now. Well, Hermit Dillon, you, you pointed out that the Democrats brought lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit. In the military, we call that preparing the battlefield. And we didn't do it. And it's much like what happened in California, and you're very active in the California Republican Party. Uh, you guys came back after 2018 when we were totally sideswiped by ballot harvesting, and we adapted in California to the new rules, and we brought in four great new people into Congress. Uh, in, 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 That's right. Exactly. That's right. By adapting to the rules. Hopefully we can do that. Now, you're, you are also very aggressive here in California about confronting the attacks on religious liberty uh, made under the guise of pandemic protection. Do you get the sense that a lot of this – has less to do with the pandemic and just flat-out bigotry against people of faith. Well, part of that, absolutely. And when you see that from the fact that uh, right at the beginning of the COVID shutdown, immediately the governor's uh, you know, bias was to treat faith as less important than marijuana dispensaries, liquor stores, and certainly your coveted trip to Costco, uh, which is, of course, a germ factory. And so... Uh, that was the first lawsuit that my nonprofit Center for American Liberty filed uh, was a case called Gish versus Newsom. We went we went on to join two other cases, uh, one of which has gone up to the Supreme Court once, South Bay, and we filed similar lawsuits in other states as well. Um, and so there, you have a, a, a situation where some we had righteous cases that should have won under existing precedent, and that for political reasons, courts were unwilling to stick their necks out, including 
Chief Justice Roberts. Well, Harmeet, we not give up. Harmeet, how can we? Ultimately, the tide is turning. How can we help you? How can people support you? We have about fifteen seconds. Sure, um, www.LibertyCenter.org, and we are fighting, and we will keep fighting these cases, and we are beginning to win them. Well, you're a true warrior, Harmeet Dillon. This is the Dennis Prager Show. I'm guest host Kurt Schlichter. Please stick around. We've got Michael Walsh and so much more coming up. Keep it right here. The Dennis Prager Show. We're back on the Dennis Prager Show. I'm guest host Kurt Schlichter, retired United States Army colonel, trial lawyer, senior columnist at Town Hall, author of the new conservative action novel, Crisis. It hit 29 on Amazon, all of Amazon. Imagine that. A market for conservative material. And there's nobody who generates conservative material like my very close personal friend, Michael Walsh. And he's got a great new book. It's called Last Stands, Why Men Fight When All is Lost. Look, I am a graduate of the Army War College. 30 years ago right now, I was in a war zone running a heavily armed car wash. But I love my military history, and I loved Last Stands. Michael, congratulations on this magnificent book. Thank you, Colonel. It's uh, much appreciated. No, I, you know, we're friends. We hang out. We occasionally, uh, you know, imbibe a small glass of port and perhaps share a cigar. However, I got to say, your book is the real deal, and it's what it is. And I'll let you explain it, but I, I want to point out the last chapter, which is about your father, who is still alive. He's a Marine. He may have been the last uh, Marine out of the Chosin Reservoir during that uh, amazing and legendary fight. And I got to say, that last chapter, which you allowed me to read uh, before publication, uh, was riveting. It's one of the best things I've ever written, uh, read. Well, thank you for that. Uh, you know, it's funny, having grown up uh, with him, he's only 24 years older than I am, uh, 23 years older than I am. So, you know, he came back from that war uh, when I was about one year old. Uh, and so I've kind of grown up with the knowledge that he was there, but never really understood what happened there. Because, as you know, from your own experience, military people don't really talk about the wars. And Well, the if they're heroic, they don't. I, that's why I right. talk freely. Again, I ran a heavily armed car wash. <laughs> well, he, he, uh, he, he ran a, uh, against the heavily armed 100,000 Chinese troops. So <clears throat> I think it was a, a formative experience from his in his life, how, how, what else could it possibly be? But he didn't start talking about it until very late in life, and I was lucky enough to go down to Florida and sit down with him a couple of years ago and tape his reminiscences of that particular battle, and that's what forms the heart of that final chapter. Uh, Michael Walsh, uh, Last Stands, Why Men Fight When All is Lost is the book. Why do men fight when all is lost? Just uh, romantic notions about that, and I sought to dispel some of those, or most of those. Uh, but I think that inside every little boy, let's start with this. Didn't you, as a little boy, how many times did you get killed as a little boy? Uh, frequently. Million, right? I played yeah, Army frequently. all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was a high casualty rate. You know, I lasted about as long as the average second lieutenant. <laughs> Which is about 26 seconds. About 26 seconds. <laughs> less less so, if he's ticked off as platoon sergeant. But but you died heroically every time with the an every time gas gloriously and, yeah gloriously yeah and that's innate in the male animal I, women don't like to hear this but it's it's actually the truth 
Uh, that's not to say that men go out there to get killed. You go out there to kill the other son of a gun, not get killed yourself. But the notion of heroism is based, uh, it's, it's a very male thing, and this physical sort of form of heroism. And, and what I found reading from primary sources from the Greeks right up to the present was those men died for each other. That's it. I mean, yes, they were fighting for home and hearth and country and their, their women and their children. Yes, that was all the reason they went to battle. But in the battle, they are fighting for each other. And I bet, I bet that's true from your perspective, too, Kurt, isn't it? Well, my, my, my battles were mostly to get to the head of the chow line. But, uh, no, but I, 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 uh, I understand exactly what you're saying. I think that has important lessons for us uh, uh, today because, you know, you may not have noticed Michael Walsh author of Last Stands, which everyone should go get, you may not have noticed, but a lot of young males today don't seem to know what it means to be a man. Yeah, that's a really uh, sad development. I, I, another, if I may be briefly, another quick story about my father. Well, hold on. Let's save that, Michael Walsh, because on the other side, I'd like to keep you on to the other side of the break, if you will. Great. But I... I think this the, the themes you're talking about in Last Stand tie to a lot of the problems in our present society, and I think it ties to a lot of what we see with you know young people running around with mouth thongs on, you know, you know, in the open air while they're exercising when no one else is around because they're afraid. And men, the essence of manhood is conquering your fear. It's not being fearless. It's conquering your fear. This is the Dennis Prager Show. I'm guest host Kurt Schlichter. Please stay right here. The Dennis Prager Show. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I am guest host Kurt Schlichter, retired United States Army Colonel, graduate of the United States Army War College. Admittedly, it's a party war college, but I am a graduate nonetheless. And I know my military history. And a book came out on December 1st that I I love. I love this book, Last Stands, Why Men Fight When All is Lost. And it just happens to have been written by my close personal friend, Michael Walsh, who joins us today on the Dennis Prager Show. Michael, off air, we were talking about how fear plays in the equation of manhood. Can you expand on that? Yeah, I think uh, it's very important, uh, the point that you made uh, before the break, Kurt, which is that everybody's afraid. <clears throat> Nobody on the battlefield is not afraid, unless that person is a complete psychopath, and that's not the guy you want on the battlefield. No. Uh, it, the, the, the essence of manhood is conquering that fear and realizing that there's a higher goal and that you are expected to live up to a higher standard. And I fear, so to speak, that young men today have become so feminized and so browbeaten uh, by this notion of toxic masculinity, which is just a repellent phrase that women should be ashamed of using. Uh, they are so browbeaten by this that they now are just afraid of being afraid. And, and we've got to turn young men around or we have no chance as a culture and a civilization. Well, you know, Michael Walsh, when I was serving in Desert Storm, as I mentioned, I was a... Uh essentially ran a heavily armed car wash. It was chemical decontamination. Our, our mission was to physically go where VX and Sarin and GB and all the rest of the stuff was. And, you know, I, look, you know me. 
I'm not. Yeah, I'm no Pete Buttigieg. I'm no Saigon Dick <laughs> Blumenthal. I'm no hero. I was not afraid of being killed. I was terrified of letting my men down. Yes, and that's precisely the the essence of duty in the equation: duty, honor, and country. Your duty is to your men. If you're in command, your duty is to lead them as capably as you can, not get them killed unnecessarily, and try to go home from the engagement. Uh, if you're an enlisted man, your duty is to follow your senior officer's instructions and do it. And that's the end of it. There's no talking. There's no therapy. There's no, oh, I think i got to go lie down on the couch. None of that. This is just horrible what's happened to the American male. It's horrible, and we should all be ashamed that we allowed psychiatrists and feminists to browbeat us into this absurd position where young men are walking around in public wearing muscles. It's a disgrace. It's certainly is shameful, but I find that there's hope. I find that uh, young men competing to join our military and to accept that challenge, I, 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 I find that refreshing. I also find, this is kind of odd, extreme sports. You know, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're riding a skateboard at 60 miles an hour down a hill and wiping out and filming it on YouTube and thinking it's cool, I mean, is there any more manly kind of thing than taking a risk just to have been able to know that you faced your fear? Well, that's, that's the key. I mean, as you know, Kurt, I'm a great fan of the great writer Camille Paglia who wrote oh, Sexual yes. Persona. Uh, I just adore her work, and it's been terribly influential on mine. She says in the first chapter of that book, if civilization were left in female hands, we would all still be living in grass huts. And her point is that it's men who take the chances, men who build the bridges, men who shoot rockets into space. It's all a sublimated sexuality in, in her telling, of course. But it's men who bridge these gaps, and, and we die in enormous amounts of numbers in order to improve civilization. So don't give me toxic masculinity when you're living off the fruits of it. Well, I I wrote about some of that today, Michael Walsh, author of Last Stands, which you should all go by. I wrote about that today in my town hall VIP column, uh, Wokeness is Poison, uh, about the whole Wonder Woman thing. Now, look, there's nothing wrong with Wonder Woman per se, but we have this thing in Hollywood, Michael Walsh, where you have the 110-pound woman and she's fighting the guy with a broadsword who's 250 pounds, and she's winning. And that's just a lie. But even worse, what they're, what, what they're doing to femininity, it's not girl power. It's actually, I'm just a smaller, weaker male who the screenwriter's letting win this fight. Instead of celebrating the great things about femininity, they, they basically are trying to make women into a parody of men. And I think that's, no, I, that's very confused. I, I've said this often, the, it, uh, on the radical feminist left, the highest form of a woman is a man. That's it. So, ladies, if that's what you think, you go right ahead and follow those people. But the notion that tiny little women can beat up great big men is just another fantasy that, that is actually dangerous. Yeah, that's why we have handguns. <laughs> you among, know? Among other, that's, that's the little guys can equalize it with the big guys. Okay? Hey. Uh, hey, as you know, I married a beautiful Cuban. She, she, she doesn't play that. No, I, I imagine she wouldn't. But it's it's not right. It's not right to to 
fantasize. Yesterday on national propaganda radio, which is the only radio I can get living up here in the woods in rural New England, uh, there were two women, of course, gibbering about the Wonder Woman movie and about whether there really were Amazons. And perhaps uh, uh, history has conspired. I don't mean Amazon, the, the, the company. I mean <laughs> female warrior Amazon. The, the history is a conspiracy that shut down our knowledge of what Amazon women were actually like. Uh, and at this point, you've crossed into fantasy and absurdity. Uh, we need to stop this. We had, and the, the goal of all my work, not just Last Dance, but the two books before us, The Devil's Pleasure Palace and The Fiery Angel, is to reestablish some sort of cultural baseline that we can all agree on, as we used to for the last 2,500 years. Well, but I agree with that, the, Michael Walsh. We, we, do need to, we do need to establish a cultural baseline. And everything we've said here in no way diminishes this service of women who've served their country in law enforcement no. or the military. Uh, what it what it does is it, it, what it, what we are reaffirming is that men and women are different, and we should celebrate that. Last stands is the book. Why men fight when all is lost. The author is my friend Michael Walsh. You must get this book. It has my highest recommendation. I am Kurt Schlichter, and I am proud to be guest hosting for the great Dennis Prager. And we will see you right after the break. Stick around. The Dennis Prager Show. I love the Beach Boys. I am Kurt Schlichter, a native. Well, I'm a I'm an adoptive native of Southern California. I live close to the beach. I mean, I'd have to throw a rock a couple times to hit it, but I I'm close to it, and I love it here, despite all the nightmarish insanity imposed by Governor Hairstyle. This is the Dennis Prager Show. Our number is one eight Prager seven seven six. That's one eight seven seven. Two four three seven seven six. Susan, Daryl, Allen, and Will are 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 waiting on hold. I will be talking to them soon because I have two more hours. But first, I want to get a little serious. We're heading into the home stretch of twenty twenty, a year most of us will be happy to see end. I know we will at the Schlichter House. But before twenty twenty ends at midnight this Thursday, Des Prager wanted me to remind you that there's still time to score a great year end tax deduction, while at the same time helping to bring positive change to the lives of boys and girls who, through no fault of their own, have a mom or dad in prison. That makes them more likely to end up in sketchy neighborhoods near gangs, drugs, and other dangers. But that's where our friends at Prison Fellowship worked miracles. Whether it's through our just-completed Angel Tree Christmas campaign or their Angel Tree Sports Clinics or the awesome Angel Tree Summer Camps, a donation from you in any amount can literally change the life of an at-risk child. Here's what you do. Go to to DennisPrager.com and click on the Angel Tree banner, and you'll receive that year-end tax deduction I told you about. It's a classic win-win. And let me tell you something. I'm a trial lawyer, right? I wrote a check for Angel Tree. I did it. I am an Army colonel. I will not ask you to do something I won't do. Follow me. Do what I did. Now, it's getting late. There's still time. We got till December 31st at midnight this Thursday to help the ongoing year-round work of Prison Fellowship and score a solid year-end tax deduction for whatever amount you donate at DennisPriker.com. Or you can even phone in your gift, if you're computer-phobic, at 888-206-2801. Either way, just do it. So before you forget, please go right now to DennisPriker.com and click the Angel Tree banner. Thank you for always being so generous and for getting that handy year-end tax deduction. 
Pure Talk Wireless. AT&T, 76 bucks a month. Verizon Wireless, 83 bucks a month. That is what the average family of four is saving a month by switching to Pure Talk USA. Same great coverage, but a fraction of the price. Dennis is a Pure Talk customer, and why aren't you? Dial pound 250 and say the keyword Dennis Prager for unlimited talk and unlimited text and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. You can't pass up that deal. Plus, you'll get 50% off your first month. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword Dennis Prager. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. I'm Kurt Schlichter. I'm guest hosting for the great Dennis Prager. This is a huge honor for me. And I'm going to try not to blow it. Susan, Daryl, Allen, and Will will be coming back to you after the top of the hour. Stick around. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Alan's story. I've been in back pain since my early 20s. Now I'm 51. In my early 20s, I worked for the state prison. I got injured and I was off work for about a year. I'm now a train engineer. I basically sit all day long. My wife making me take Relief Factor literally changed my life. I don't feel like I'm 20 again, but my back does. Everyone knows you want something drug-free. You want something that will help your own body deal with the inflammation that can often cause pain. In your neck, back, shoulder, hip, knee, or foot. Actually, even general aches and pains from just getting older, exercise, everyday living, all can be a real problem, even keeping you from sleeping through the night. So here's what I suggest you do. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners of Relief Factor, have created what they call a three-week quick start. It's a trial pack, and they've discounted it to just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day, and after that, about the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. That's the three-week quick start for just $19.95, and you should know this. About 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start for just $19.95 go on to order more. So do what so many others have already done. Take Pete and Seth Talbot up on their offer and go to relieffactor.com and order the three-week quick start. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384.